Welcome back to another episode of Full Metal RPG. We are on Season 3, Episode 2. I am your host, Ashley, and I am joined today with my co-hosts. We've got Daryl. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's very dark. My my space background that's normally here, I am now in the, the vacuum of space. It's just dark. So, yes. And we are also joined by Richie motherfucking Buzzkill. How are you doing, RBK? I'm doing uh, pretty good. Uh, I had some interesting adventures today, so we'll we'll talk about that here in a second. Ooh, I am excited to hear about them. Actually, just go ahead. All right. What well, so uh, uh, Chris Kohler from Slow Death Games showed up in uh, uh, in the Greater Phoenix area. We uh, <laughs> Brendan and uh, yeah, well, you know, it's uh, no warning. Just just come into town. Don't even let me take you to dinner. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we Brendan, you know invited me i guess because we were talking i accidentally knew that they were gonna he was gonna be here anyways uh so we we went 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 and did some uh, mexican food uh and then uh went to two game stores so finally got to visit the new game store uh guild of gamers uh, gamers guild gamers guild Guild. Guild. i was thinking of your group uh on facebook (laughs) joining your group on facebook uh and there's a very interesting store it's one of these newer stores that's opening up that's all about kind of um sort of like belonging to a gym where you pay a monthly subscription fee to use their rooms Mm -hmm. and the rooms are really nice like they had some Mm -hmm. rooms that had like some really cool like I think one had artificial grass on the walls or something like that with a TV, which is an interesting choice. But it had like some uh, those bulbs that look like uh, torches all over the place in kind of the tour. Like I didn't explain everything. They they actually had a lot of people there, so they did not have time to give the newbie a tour. Uh, Each of those rooms. Each yes. of those rooms are based off of elements. And so they have like the earth room. Oh, and see. so that was what that one was. And the screen is there for gaming so that you can um, either set up to do streaming out of it or something like that. So, right. yeah, it's actually awesome the way they have them set up. So, but go ahead. Uh, but they they had like, I thought it was, you know, kind of we kind of wandered around. Brendan, I think, had had the tour before. And uh, they have a amazing library of even painted miniatures you can use. So like, mm-hmm. it was an interesting idea. It was like I think the first the lowest membership was like thirty bucks a month, and then my eyes crossed when it said one hundred and seventy five bucks a month, and I just couldn't read. <laughs> I couldn't read the rest of that because my eyes went because I'm yeah. like. I get, I, I, I'm sure it was like a family membership or household membership or something like that, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't get through my brain. I know that this is the future, like the future is paying for mm-hmm. like a gym membership to a place so you can play in public in yeah. kind of semi-public, right. but like I, I, uh, but they had a great selection of stuff and the lighting oh, was yeah. great. It was clean. Uh, it was, I mean, obviously it's a new store, but it, they had a great selection, clean. It was a, it was a very yep. nice place. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate their, um, their code of conduct is mm-hmm. amazing. And from what I understand from regulars who've been going there, it's really well enforced. So, well, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Uh, I saw, I saw some people I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, uh, Richard Marshall, uh, it got Shane. Uh, I had, uh, uh, I saw, saw some people like doing a painting class. There were people playing magic, mm-hmm. people playing Marvel pr- protocol or whatever. Uh, uh, you know, and then uh, then we went over to Games U, 
uh, and uh, I picked up Cult, mm, uh, yeah. Cults of the Blood Gods, the new mm. vampire 5th edition role-playing book. Other than the fact that I wanted it, the reason yeah. I want this book is because it proves we are canon in yeah. in the world of darkness. So our uh, <laughs> our waiting for this. Brendan Brendan Carrion is in this book on page down a little further. Uh, a little bit more. 193. Mm-hmm. He's in there and yes. you can see I can see his tie. Down, down, down. Yeah, you oh, can see the classic Full Metal RPG t-shirt is in a World of Darkness Fifth Edition Vampire book. Oh yes, we are canon, motherfuckers. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so uh, I, that's a Mark Kelly, I believe, but uh, it's uh, it's it's an amazing picture, and uh, I am I'm very proud uh, to be a part of that, even tangentially. And yes. uh, I'm excited to uh, look through this book uh, a little bit more and mm-hmm. look at some other things. And uh, just as a note, in the old days, this would have been a polybagged book because there are female nipples in it. But that's thankfully Ooh, we we yeah, are progressive enough now to not have to have our books polybagged. So, yeah, uh, we I, Brendan's face and female nipples in the right. same book. Yeah, normally that would have had a sticker. Brendan's face would have had a sticker over it as right. an NSFW, <laughs> like not safe for work. Just sticker right over that. Like mm-hmm. there, there have been protests and burning of books <laughs> uh, for this particular one. But uh, mm-hmm. never mind all the interesting and weird and evil things that happen in cults of for blood gods. Never mind all that. Never it's mind just, all that. The, the female nipple was only invented in like 1955 as a, as a way to right. disturb men in their in their uh, prote- uh, <laughs> in their ways. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is this is uh, I'm glad that we're moving forward a little bit here and mm-hmm. able to. uh have some books on the shelf that were, uh, but we, the games you was the only place we could, we actually found it on the shelf. So we bought like two of the three that were sitting there. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's so, so cool. So that was a fun, uh, fun romp today. We had a lot of, uh, fun, you know, conversations and, uh, you know, ends up being, you know, half about business when you're around business partners. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> So that was cool. my fun romp today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, Gamers Guild's been awesome. I've, I've still never been in Games U somehow, even though I live like right down the road from it. And you work, yeah, never mind. <laughs> and I work even closer. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Somehow I've never made it in, so I want to. Haven't done it yet, um, but I have been to Gamers Guild, and it's right. it's pretty cool. I like well, and and uh, Jeff, uh, the owner of Games U has figured out kind of a uh, call it chud shielding. <laughs> so he put up a black lives matter uh, flag and a, uh, uh, the rainbow uh, flag on the wall, mm-hmm. like giant flags behind the register. Uh, nice. And he is, they've apparently definitely seen people who have walked in, taken one look and walked right back out. So uh, chud shielding tips for the mm-hmm. game store owners out there that want to, prevent the chuds start advertising well there's, there's <laughs> that and a, and a huge shout out to uh jeff and and um also to darren at io just enforcing policies and being on the ball with it is such a huge difference so mm-hmm. 
it's another reason to love uh, Gamers Guild as well because they're they're apparently on the ball too. So yeah, that's awesome. All yeah, definitely support all of those stores. They're great. So yes, uh, Daryl, what are you up to? What have you been up to lately? Um, we we've been rocking the uh, Vampire the Requiem game and mm-hmm. having a lot of fun. Uh, COVID has thrown a monkey wrench once again into our works. So it's coming. Tomorrow night back. session is going to be uh, working out uh, our online presence and trying to make sure everybody's up to speed on that mm-hmm. before we get back into what we're going to do with five uh, staked vampires who are going to be gifted to the prince of the city. Um. We'll see if that goes over well or not. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, big thing this weekend was just helping my son move up to Flagstaff. And uh, I was all excited because he originally told me he was going to leave me all of his Dungeons and Dragons books. And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, yeah, we've got our own copies up there. And then the last minute he threw them all in the car and and took them. So I am now 100% D&D free in the house. And I'm kind of sad about it. So um, that was was uh, what that single tier was for. Yeah, mm-hmm. my uh, my youngest son has decided to join the D and D club tomorrow at school, so we're gonna have to start nice. buying books all over again. <laughs> oh my God. It's but, an expensive hobby when it's just you, let alone when you have like minions that you also have to buy all of the books for. Well, and and Gabe got Pokemon Syndrome where he wanted all of them except for yeah. the like two that I wanted, so we just kept buying Naturally. for him, and then he stole them. Uh, but in the realm of expensive D&D books, I was up in Flagstaff looking at Bookman's up there, and they had the AD&D Monster Manual, Player's Manual, and DM Guide, uh, and it made my heart so happy, and they were just sitting on the wow. shelf. Like Usually you see those behind glass now because they don't want people leap- thumbing through them and, and damaging the books, but oh, it was so good, and I, I was so proud to like crack it open. I showed Xavier the uh, um, invisible uh, <laughs> that there's a picture next to every mon. Well, most monsters have a picture next to them, and then there's the invisible with nothing, just gone. It's one of my favorites. Invisible. But did you pick? Did uh, you grab any of them? No, they were. They wanted sixty bucks for the monster manual because that's the one that that was the first book I ever got as a kid. Yeah. and I mm-hmm. love the art and I love the descriptions. I was yeah flicking through it and just looking at some of the cool monster descriptions. And mm-hmm. uh, then I looked at the price and I'm like sixty bucks for nostalgia because I'm never going to use those. I started looking right. at the stat tables for the Eracath, I think it was, and I'm like, holy crap, nope, nope. <laughs> I remember all of this. I'm having PTSD flashbacks to math class. Right. Well, yeah. I can let you borrow that. my copy if you want if you want a nostalgia trip out for like an mm-hmm. evening. Like I'll I'll let you borrow my copy of the second edition. I think it's I have the I have the AD and D one. I have the I Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Well I know you do because that's the that's the the dude with the they're prying the jewel out of the idol's eye and all that. Yeah, yeah. I have one of I your have, favorite pieces of art, I think, right? Yes. And and even mm-hmm. so much so that I went ahead and printed out a uh mm-hmm. a, 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 he's been working out for 30 years. Yeah. But I print I, I printed him out and then painted him and then actually put real rubies in his eyes. So those are wow. real rubies, but it's funny you can buy real rubies off of eBay for like uh, yeah. a couple bucks. Anyways, uh, <laughs> fantastic. But yeah, so. so that's that's been my adventures is trying to make the shift back into Cyberland once again. Um, yes. I didn't really get on the that train during the first wave or the second wave, but it's caught up to me. So we'll make it work mm-hmm. because gaming is important. Hanging out with buds is important. Yes, and mm-hmm. so uh, we'll figure it out and do it. But uh, yeah. That's what I've been doing. 
Speaking Whoa. of buds, um, Chuck Tingle, when you were talking about monster manuals, uh, did you ever look at the Tingleverse books? Did you? Either I, I have. Get a hint? I have. I know all, almost all too. of them on my shelf. <laughs> I do too. I bought all of them, and as they came out, I kept buying them. So I want to. I want to run them at some point. Um, I do. Daryl, you'll have to look at them. They're amazing. But there mm. is like a monster manual for the Tingleverse, and it's incredible. It's so good. So, so I'm going to propose and let us know. Send us send us messages in all the places. If you mm. want a Chuck Tingleverse <laughs> actual play, yeah, let us know, and we'll put that as a goal on the Patreon. Yes, totally uh, because be uh, I I think that would be worth uh, worth our time once we get to a certain level. And and show notes, we will update the thing soon. It it just mm-hmm. takes time to get us in same virtual space at the same time anyway uh (laughs) but i i would propose if anyone's interested like shout us out like i will i will add that to the list of weird goals because i i plan on having some real weird shit on there and see if anybody bites yeah nice Uh, yeah i would totally be into a tingleverse campaign that'd be amazing yeah um yeah so that was very good i speaking of covid i actually had an exposure uh, a couple oh, no. weeks ago at, and it was actually at the Avalon training. So when we had our NPC training mm. for Avalon, uh, we got an email that someone there had tested positive. So speaking to the efficacy of the vaccines, I tested negative and I was in direct contact with this person. So um, yay vaccines, yay science. <laughs> yay uh, science. Yeah. Yay science. So that was, that was cool to be able to test that out, I guess. Um, but that, and then just a whole bunch of re- like, Delta, I keep wanting to say the Delta. Yeah, so that's Star Trek. Um, so the Delta variant and everything with it coming back. A lot of people are going back online. It's just it's getting bad again. So yes, and that sucks. I hate it. But uh, the vaccines work, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, but Avalon has been postponed. So I'm bummed about that. But we were going to be doing it in September, and now it's gotten pushed back to March. So, well, that's yeah. that's uh, disappointing, but understandable. Uh, hopefully, it's not on the same weekend as Arizona Game Fair. Hopefully, mm. they check that. Uh, yeah. What weekend is Arizona Game Fair? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm a, I'm a bad uh, <laughs> organizer because uh, it's just always been so distant uh, that yeah. now we're six months away, and I'm like, oh yeah, I should really. Yeah. Have that on the top of my in my spiel. Remember, remember the uh, the old uh, soft shoe we used to do, Daryl. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, just try and yeah. figure out what time to start the whole ball rolling. Yes, mm-hmm. heck mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I'm actually going to be on the Star Trek cruise, so I won't be able to play my wizard. So I'm pretty. Oh about no, it. yeah. I was like, ah. So anyway, but uh, you still can. You can be a wizard on the cruise. <laughs> I totally am. I'm going to bring all of my wizard stuff, and I'm going to walk around on the cruise being a March March 10th through the 13th, 2022. Oh, yeah, okay. cruise time, huh? Yep. <laughs> or Avalon. No, we'll be back for that. Avalon is the weekend before. It's okay, the first good. Weekend in March. Good, yeah. good. Okay, that works nicely. Yeah, because I'll be back from the cruise by then, so I'll be at Game Fair. Hopefully, cool. yeah. Hopefully. Excellent, excellent. So, yes. Um, yeah. And then last week I did, this is not game related at all, but I got to go on my real life adventure. Um, I got to go on a dive trip to Mexico. So that was exciting. 
So nice. That's what I've been up to. Um, other than tiny supers, we are starting our campaign, the Gallant Verse campaign, on the Gallant Night Games channel this Thursday is when we're going to be doing our first episode. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. So well, yes, awesome. That's uh, sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. to uh, in in enjoy some of it at, as yeah. soon as I can. Can. <laughs> yeah, and we got the character art because um, Nicholas Giacondino, I can't pronounce nice. his last name, but he's the one who does all of Alan's artwork for the different books that he does, and he's doing all the character artwork just like he did for Yukon Dark. So we're getting we got like the the samples back this nice. week, and we got to look at what our characters are going to look like, and it was so exciting. So yeah, anyway, so that's that's awesome. Um, so before we get into the actual um topic for the show a couple announcements first off we are trying out a new schedule for we want to be consistent with when we're going to be doing the show um right now what we're trying out is 8 p.m arizona time um every other sunday we're going to be doing the pre-show and then we're going to start the actual show at 8 30 p.m arizona time which is pacific daylight yes we change because we stay the same. Right. Arizona <laughs> so, is funny yeah. in the fact that we stay exactly where we and everybody else changes around us. So we just yes. have to try to make yeah. it make the best of the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing. But we're streaming live on the Twitch channel, which if you're here watching us, it's twitch.tv slash official. So if you wanted to join us every other Sunday at... 8 p.m. for the pre-show, 8.30 p.m. Arizona time. That's when we will be recording. Um, the podcast is going to be released the following Wednesday, and the patrons get the pre-show exclusively and the show early. So the, if you are not here and you're a patron, you get the pre-show where we talk about pineapples and or whatever other awkward mm-hmm. conversation topic awkward we can pineapples. come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, also big thanks to our patreon supporters we love you guys so much thank you for supporting us we appreciate it so much and a couple shout outs that richard had if you yes uh i'm gonna shout out like all uh, our most recent patrons uh we got the show what up you know the show show. uh Mm -hmm. and then we got my good friend big woodfin big woodfin uh and then we got uh Patrick Sandoval, uh, I had a thing, but I can't win them all. Uh, <laughs> and we got Eric uh, Soft G, uh, Real G right there, and then uh, Chris Osborne. Uh, but uh, you too can keep us, uh, you know, get Daryl a better camera. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Daryl a better mm-hmm. camera, keep us uh, motivated, because it's really not about money because it was about money we probably wouldn't be doing this because it costs way more money than the pay- sell yeah yeah uh it costs way more money it's about keeping us motivated because without the patrons keeping us alive keeping us uh you know it, it their love uh will even if you can just give us one dollar a month and we when we redo this kicks uh, the patron patreon the one dollar level will get will is going to be our our kind of like big tent level but it's going to be you're going to get all the kind of exclusives and there might be some other i have some other ideas like being able to like set topics at higher amounts or even advertise or get get an auto shout out every episode 
at certain levels. So we are not uh, necessarily game writers like uh, uh, Brendan and Adam were. And that was a lot of what was around the Patreon was built upon them trying to uh, give away their writings for free. We're going to try and come up with interesting things like, I don't know, Chungle, Chuck Tingleverse actual mm-hmm. plays. Uh, you know, we're going to be a bit more specific and have a, a bunch more goals. So hopefully you can come uh, be a part of our Patreon. And, uh, you know, if you'd buy us a beer, like you can just give us a buck a month and, you know, that would that would be amazing. Yeah, we'd be, mm-hmm. we'd be cheaper for at least seven months now because a beer is like seven bucks now, which is just ridiculous. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I'll write you something. That's fine. We can oh. make that a Patreon. Yeah. It, 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 yeah if you I'll want write to... you something. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard, you and I have a million like one sheet games in the works. That's so. true. We, we could do one. Yeah, we yeah. could do one of those. I mean, or, you know, it, like the, we keep talking about doing our story workshops. Uh, we yeah. can do, you know, do kind of story workshops or even have story workshops with patrons as kind of a, a hangout uh, thing. So, we're available all over the place, but, you know, somewhat reclusive, I guess, uh, in, in some ways. So maybe, you know, draw us out or, you know, tell us what you think. So if you want something, let us know. We may work it in. So we're yes. we're in the middle of reorganizing all that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but thank and, you. And? Yes, thank you. Also, um, the we talked about it a little bit during the pre-show, but if there are... Any patrons who want to give us a topic to talk about, if there's something where you're like, I wonder what your thoughts are on this, but it's not really RPG related or anything like that, uh, let us know. And we can talk about that in the pre-show that's going to be an exclusive to our patrons as well. Yes. And I will be figuring out how to give the patrons the audio right to their RSS into their Mm -hmm. favorite pod catcher. So Mm -hmm. as soon as I figure that out, uh, get that all worked out and how to do that. Then I'll uh, turn that on, and then you can automatically get the pre-show right in your in your feed. So uh, we'll we'll get that worked out. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 an exciting time, but it's also a lot of work. So we'll we'll get yes. there. <laughs> yes, or hard at work to try and you know do all sorts of things to make sure that you know how much we appreciate you. So thank you so much for that. All right, so, and with that, we will get into the topic for the show tonight. Uh, Our topic tonight is going to be hanging up the dice bag. Why would you retire from RPGs? Or would you? Uh, This show actually came up because I misunderstood the homework on a topic (laughs) that we had done last season. Uh, Me being mysteriously leaving things up in the air because yeah. just at a title it it's totally me uh that i don't we didn't do show notes that wasn't a thing no. or or any kind <laughs> of notes at all like it was very seat of the pants and if you talk in paragraphs like brendan you can get away with that so uh <laughs> yeah so i had a one sentence thing that i took one way and everyone else took the other way so i had to think real fast to be able to do that. But this has always been sitting in the back of my head because I had all of my show notes prepared for this topic. So uh, <laughs> it's retiring from RPGs, hanging up the dice bag. Um, it's something that has kind of come up a lot recently because there are some people who are uh, getting out of the gaming scene. So um, just why would you do that? And what would you do instead? Things like that. So uh, Richard, what are... What are your thoughts? Would you ever retire from gaming or do you think you are a lifer? Do you think you're in it for the long haul? I would say that, I mean, I'm, I can't, 
say for sure that I'd never retire from gaming. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is I have, there have been points in being part of public gaming that I have Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely lost sleep and or considered completely burning my mm-hmm. like going out in public and gaming uh thing there yeah. there have been times when like and and i can certainly feel like if if there was gamer drama to the level of that in a in my private gaming life that i could maybe consider it but it's i i just think and talk about this so much i just do not know how i could stop like it's yeah. just it, <laughs> there's a lot of things i can stop but i don't know there's a reason i continue help we continued this show is like yeah. i can't stop talking about this so we right. might as well record <laughs> it and give it to people like so mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> it's just so ingrained and infiltrated into your entire life that yes there's no way to separate the rbk from the rpg right yeah yes yeah <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> What about you, Daryl? Do you think there is a time that you would ever want to quit RPGs? Well, you know, I mean, it's, I, I've told the story a million times. I did. I was yeah. out for so long until, until the wrecking crew pulled me back in. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I can say that, that none of those problems exist because, uh, now I run my own games and don't have to deal with, with <laughs> horrible GMs and, uh, yeah. Um, seriously, you know, it's, uh, it's an overwhelming hobby at times. And I totally get what Richard's saying about sometimes the community can build us up and sometimes the community can, can really suck your energy dry. But, uh, like I mentioned in the, the pre-show stuff is that my, my kids are getting into it. My, my son Gabe runs prolifically. And now that Xavier, you know, he's 12 and, and wants to run. I don't think I can give up on it yet. I, I think I've got to keep going and keep it alive for them. He's actually, uh, listening to the show now and getting all excited so man Mm -hmm. it's cool so as long as there are kids out there who want to play i'm going to be that weird old dude at the convention Mm -hmm. i'm i'm hoping someday to be the ken saint andre Uh, i won't write my own game and and be famous for that be politically more correct yes yeah sitting Mm -hmm. sitting down at a table and just telling kids the stories of the days of yore you know Mm-hmm. When, when you actually has to do roll dice by dice hand. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. We didn't have an app on our phone. We had to roll it by hand. We had actual math rocks, click clacks that we had to throw. Yes. We didn't have this like ocular implant that made the, the vision right. in your head. We had to imagine it. And Yes. Yeah. It was crazy. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. So yeah, just for the fact that I'm, I'm interested in seeing where it goes and promoting mm-hmm. this for the next 10 generations, I don't yeah. think I could ever give up at this point. Yeah, you got pulled out of retirement just to make sure the next generation is coming up right. Yep, yep. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's actually a really good point on why you would stay in it is just to see where it goes because the gaming community and just the games that are out there are always evolving. Like D&D was the big hotness for a long time. And then um, it seems like PBTA for the past, I don't know, five, six years, maybe longer, uh, have have been really kind of taking over for that. I mean, D&D is always going to be this juggernaut, right? Um, but just what what comes next? Like I can see why someone would want to stick around just simply for the fact of seeing what kind of game is going to come next and what they're going to redo. How many more cyberpunks are we going to get? Things like that. So <laughs> yes, yeah. And also uh, to Daryl's point, um, just life getting in the way is honestly the only thing I could think of is why I would quit because it can be overwhelming. That's I'm in four or five weekly campaigns or semi weekly. So with something like that, I mean, that's, it is my life right now. That's pretty much what I do. So like 
that kind of leads into burnout, which is, I think, a big reason why a lot of the people that I've talked to that have retired, it's from burnout. They just they just get to the point where they're like, I just need to stop, you know? So when it gets to the point where it's taking over your life, what are you going to do with that, you know? So, uh, Richard, do you feel like it's ever gotten to the point where, well, it is your life, but do you ever feel like it's too much of your life or do you feel like um, it's the right amount of your life? There, There is times when I'm like, I, I start going like laying out my week because uh, you know for for the wife I'm laying out like what's going on mm-hmm. and I'm like well okay so and this is uh, this is truly my schedule right now so I've got my Thursday game with Brendan I've got my Friday game with my college uh, kind of roommate guys that we've been playing for a while and then I got my Saturday night game with uh, with my uh, high school chums. And then I've got like I, there was a time when I had Sunday games, and then you know there 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 was the the occasional like Wednesday game. So it was like literally like you know if I didn't stop myself, there's like times when I could be at like a Tuesday through Sunday schedule. Yeah, and, and there is a time when it's just like okay, so one of these is on the on the cusp here. I got I got mm-hmm. you know there there's like oh. I, where is this really going anywhere? Are we just sitting here, uh, not going anywhere? And, and sometimes it's just like, it, I mean, I used to play with a lot of random people. Like I would play with, uh, I, uh, go to like people's houses at random uh, meetup.com was kind of like how I infiltrated different cities. So when I went to my mm-hmm. first city outside of, uh, when I went to Cincinnati, like I, if I, I used it to infiltrate, Cincinnati and then I used it to infiltrate Phoenix and I that's how I met like went found uh the DM's happy hour and like met all these people that kind of propelled me through the rest of the this time but like I would mm-hmm. just like there was a I think it was like a two-year chunk where I was playing Edge of the Empire at somebody's house, you know, like mm-hmm. just like I don't talk to any of those people anymore. Occasionally I see the couple that we played with uh, every once in a while, I don't know if they are still pissed at me for not going back, <laughs> even though the game had kind of wound down. I, you know, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's this like, I'm just like, I would just play anywhere, anytime, like, you know, people's mm-hmm. houses that were this close to being cracked ends. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, I, but there is a time when it's just like, okay, I, I can't. I can't be with this group anymore or I can't do mm-hmm. this game anymore or whatever it is. But there is there is a limit, but it's yeah. pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> and what a like pre-pandemic type life is that you would just go to strangers' houses with other people and you would sit in person with them across from a table from them and yeah. play. And I think that that's one of the things, uh, another thing I've heard a lot is the pandemic just killed people's ability to play because there are a lot of people who do not like playing online. They just don't like, or they cannot sit and do this, you know, and play games that way. So a lot of people ended up hanging up the dice bag because of this, you know, they, they can't do it online. Um, Ben Ben Bailey, our, our, our good, our good friend, Ben Mm -hmm. Bailey, uh, former host is like, yeah, I just can't get into it. And I, I totally understand because the, the medium of video even because most people were even playing audio only and that yeah. just, that just hurts. Like I, I can't audio yeah. only is real hard. I mean, when we used to record the show without video, like mm-hmm. that was like a real, like 
trying yeah. to not I mean we step on each other still and I apologize continuously to everyone but like uh you know it was it, it it's that like video at least you can get their expression uh-huh. you know when they're f- making it but it's still there's something about the depth that is sort it's of still missing. different yeah. yeah it's not the same as being in person we used to record Manry Alpha audio only like Oof. we wouldn't do that yeah so that was really interesting we just started doing video um probably this season really so it hasn't been that long at all that we've been doing video it's it was audio only and that was that was tough and i can see why people would not decide to continue with gaming if that was the fact so daryl you had mentioned before that you have a really hard time doing uh online gaming yeah and it's it's uh, i was thinking about that um that I did online games after my first Gen Con because I, I met some of the East Coast Wrecking Crew people, Jared and uh, uh, well, Corey was local at the time. Now she's, well, I don't even know where she's at, but <laughs> we had a lot of fun gaming and I really loved gaming with them. So I was like, well, we got to keep this going. We got to, we got to have some fun. So we kept, we did it. We did a few sessions of Vampire. We did a few sessions. I ran um, the best game I've ever run online. Had a good time. Mm. And I've ju- I've just now kind of been thinking about that in the last couple minutes now. Um, but I think what's changed for me is that I love the idea of sitting around a table with friends and just the, the the socialization is what's lacking in so many of our lives right now. But in addition to that, my job changed because I used to be on my mm-hmm. feet um, processing parts in and out of chemical tanks all day long and coming home and sitting down and looking at my computer was was my break. Now my job is 90% sitting down, looking at my computer, doing meetings, doing uh, paperwork review and things on, on the computer all day. So the idea of doing that for nine hours, coming home and sitting down for another four on mm-hmm. a weekend or something like that, oh, it's it's daunting. And, and uh, a lot of people ended up working from home and using Zoom and things like that. So you use it for work meetings all day and then you have to get on and play play yeah. games that way too you know so it's it's just mixing the the work with that i can see why that would drive someone away too yes richard i i and i think a lot of people think that their online sessions have to be as long as their in-person sessions and Bars that's aren't <laughs> i know but that absolutely should not be yeah. it, it, it's really like two hours three hours max like you know you're gonna you gotta kind of uh, adjust for there's gonna be still that bullshit time Right at the mm-hmm. beginning, there's still going to be that 15 minutes to half hour of bullshit, and sometimes it'd be like, "Hey, everybody, come early so we can bullshit and then start." But like, you know, like it's it is draining. Like doing like doing this show. Like after I'm finished with this show, like I'm I'm like, you know, it's like we play we do play for hours with my mm-hmm. one group, but there's so many people that sometimes you can like kind of just kind of like hang back and you're not. You get your break. <laughs> you're getting a break. Maybe yeah. you're not even paying attention to what's going And you should be paying attention, but paying mm-hmm. attention fully for that amount of time is yeah. just a massive drain just to try and pay attention. So, And there are groups that they are totally fine getting online and playing for four hours, five hours or whatever. Um, I, I would have a hard time with that, but there are groups that do that and that's awesome. But if you are not that person and that's the only thing available to you, then that it would be it would be tough to keep going like i can see why it would be a big bummer and someone might decide that the gaming's not so much for them if that was the only way they could do it um also richard you were talking about when you're planning out your week with the mrs buzzkill the lovely mrs buzzkill yes. 
um, your family obligations. I mean, if you're gaming every night of every week or even with me, my schedule is literally every other Wednesday night is the only night I don't have something planned. And most of it is gaming oriented or podcasting oriented. So that makes it really difficult when I have people that I would actually like to see and hang out with and spend time with. Um, I, I don't have like a family family. I mean, I have my my family, but I, I'm not like married with kids or whatever. So I don't have those types of obligations. But when you have a wife that would probably really like to see you, that's probably difficult in yeah. some ways. Well, yeah. she's more upset about me going into work than actually play because oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here, right? If I'm playing at home, like online, like I'm here, she can mm-hmm. yell up the stairs and say, Hey, I need something. Yeah. And I can go help her. But like, you know, before the pandemic, there were times when, yes, I would have like games at people's houses for like four or five days straight and I would be out. But like, mm-hmm. there, you know, it just depends on, you know, people's schedules. But, you know, we're, you know, we've got the cat. So like, it's kind of right. relatively easy. And, you know, I spend a lot of time with her when I'm not gaming. So. Uh, yeah. but it's not like I'm a complete shit hail, but you know, there's, everybody's got their own things. So, uh, you know, I always make sure that everything's cool in the gang. So before I decide to add something else to the schedule, yeah. if it's re- reoccurring, sometimes I forget that people tell me things, but <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Like my calendar on my phone is just so like, it has to be laid out or I will absolutely forget. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's family obligations. There's people that depend on you for things sometimes, you know, so that can be tricky to try and balance that with your gaming schedule too. So I can see why. And you have that whole pressure of growing up. Have you guys heard that or gotten that at all? Is that like, oh, you still get together with your friends and play D&D? How quaint. Have you gotten mm-hmm. that at all? I've never experienced anybody telling me to feel that mm-hmm. way. But as I approach 40, I'm starting to analyze all the things that i do and and what and every time like i think about it for two or three seconds and then i'm just like fuck that no right no this is (laughs) this is fun and i'm having fun and when i was 18 all i wanted was time and money and Mm -hmm. i have some of either and but 18 year old me is like oh if i could just afford the new hotness if i could just get that new book or whatever and now i can so i can mm-hmm. buy all the books it's just trying to find the time to play yeah. but that's cool when when you can get your friends to be the ones that you play with and your significant others to be the ones that you play with it's all groovy so yeah 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 i've never i've never had I've never had that pressure, like, mm-hmm. because, I mean, I, I could sort of understand it if you, there are certain situations I could see getting into where it might be difficult to continue and th- therefore you have to kind of grow up. But like, like if you have the obligations, like we were talking about earlier, you right? Know, kids, like uh, you know, kids, health, all that, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, but yeah, I, I've always had like. You know, we're we're kind of privileged that like that we have time, you know, time for this, right? Because like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that just don't have time, and I mm-hmm. understand time is the because role playing is such a inexpensive hobby, 
in comparison to a lot of hobbies. And I have a lot of hobbies. Did you say inexpensive? Inex- inexpensive compared to a like, lot of hobbies. Okay. Yeah. Because all you it need. It can be not though. It cannot, <laughs> it cannot be. I mean, testament yeah, to my bookshelf right, behind that's me. That's why right? I was like, did you just say inexpensive? Yes, yeah. because mm-hmm. it, realistically, if you're just gonna if you're gonna be a player, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, you need paper, pencils, and dice, mm-hmm. right? You don't need the book, you don't need anything else. You mm-hmm. can just play with that, and I know people that just mm-hmm. play that way, yeah. and it, it it can be compared to like miniature gaming where you're spending 50 60 yeah. you're, you're spending a thousand dollars to to build a thing before you can mm-hmm. even start and hundreds of hours before you can do a thing right where um in in rpgs it can be but the time just the time to be able to like sit down around a table and not have anything else going on just mm-hmm. having those few hours can be excruciatingly difficult. And I can certainly understand if you have all those other, other things impinging upon your time, like mm-hmm. sometimes it just gets squeezed out and you're like, ah, man, I really would like to do that. But like, I just can't. And, and I'm, I have, I feel very privileged to be able to do that, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've never had this like lack of time for that sort of thing. So, yeah. 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 Well, and so Specifically talking about growing older, when I go to the game store, one of the best things that I see is the variety of people there. Mm-hmm. And there's there's younger kids there who are hanging out and, and borrowing books and getting their Cheeto-dusted fingers all over my you know newest <laughs> book. Uh, but there's, there's older people there playing, there's younger people, there's everybody in between. Um, gaming as a hobby is that like we're in such a sweet spot where it's not weird to be the old guy playing. It's not uncool to be the young kid playing. So mm-hmm. right now is the one time that I think in, in all of history that it's, it's cool to be any age and playing a game. So anybody who's telling you to grow yeah. up and not play anymore, uh, just they can get fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that my experience with it has basically been, um, See, and I normally would say get fucked with a pineapple, and I can't say that anymore. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. See pre-show. Pre-show conversation. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, my experience with that is just like the, really? You play D&D? Like, aren't you a little old for that? It's with people who aren't involved in the hobby. And they're people who are going to be judgmental about it regardless. So um, that's that's probably where our experiences on that differ a little bit then. Yeah, because like whenever somebody finds out that I play role playing games, it's almost yeah. always like a fascination of like, really, mm-hmm. you play role playing games? Like you play D anD D? It's like, yeah, and oh, I do yeah. a podcast, and I, you know, I, I, I start so a guy at work that sits across from me now. He's like, so what's a role playing game? So then I'm doing like I'm doing a ten minute, twenty minute like co- explain to him all, what a role playing game because he he mm-hmm. didn't quite get like. One person is the game master, and he he didn't get the whole thing at all, and yeah. and, and he's like, oh wow, that sounds really f- interesting. Like it, it, I don't know if he said, it, you know, it's like because it just it's still such a foreign concept, even you know people that have lived their entire mm-hmm. life through this renaissance uh, that a lot of people, but I, I expect that is something to do with like I look like a guy that plays role playing games. I was gonna say that's that's what I've been like. I've been chomping at the bit, waiting for you to like 
uh, you know, jump it, in and say, it, Richard, it, nobody is surprised to hear that you no, play role-playing no. games. Yeah. And no. especially at work, they hear our conversations. Oh, uh, well, yeah, there's some that like we literally do our game, our story workshop when we used to have lunch together with a bunch of other engineers and they would just mm-hmm. like sit back and go, what the fuck are you talking about? Like a bunch of engineers are like, you guys are nerds. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. Well, no, we, I I definitely get that. Like, no, I definitely get the nerd shaming from engineers who (laughs) should know better. Uh, But, uh, but I, I can, I can understand that there's an expectation for Mm -hmm. someone that looks like me versus someone that looks like you. That's different. Mm-hmm. That, that that's unfortunate that it's just this perception yeah. thing. We could get into like the, you know, gender and, and all the yeah. other stereotypes that like culminate into that person that says you play role-playing games still versus, right. mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, Oh, you're the, you're doing the most nerdy thing I can think of. Oh, well clearly mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I just break their minds cause I have long hair now. It's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. My hair's longer too. So yeah, yeah. It's that COVID pandemic hair. Um, yeah. Okay, so kind of long too. <laughs> yeah. Listening to this and not seeing the visual long but... luxurious locks. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how I want you Flowing. all to picture me. Yes, Daryl with the Sa- good hair. Samson like, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this: then, when it comes to all of the, you know. Mm, so fun fact about Ashley, by the way, just an aside real quick. Um, I had I had COVID back in December. And ever since then, my brain will randomly forget words. So instead of actually knowing the word, I have to play like charades and explain what it is I'm thinking about and hope you guys figure out the word that okay. I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah. So, please, please. Uh-huh. So um, the, oh, demands. I got it. Yay. Mm. Um, all the demands on your time and everything like that as an adult that might lead someone to uh, exit the gaming community. Um what are your thoughts on retiring versus taking a break? Because sometimes it's just a, you know, I need a couple months off of this campaign. Uh, that happened with one of our campaigns recently that I'm in. We've, we haven't played together for a couple months and it's actually, we still are in contact and we try and do different games online together. But um, it's, what are your thoughts on taking a break versus fully retiring? Do you think that that's something that would be valuable? Um, I think that that would help with burnout. Like if you're burnt out, you can just take a little bit of a break. Or if it's something where it's just a temporary, I have something going on and I can't do this for right now. What are your thoughts on on that? And do you think you can take a break and jump right back in if you're in a long-term campaign? It's like a long-term relationship, long-term campaign, LTC. (laughs) Um, You know, from my personal experience, yeah, taking a break is valid and and you can always jump back in. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a number of hobbies through the years that uh, I've jumped into wholeheartedly. I've, I've got probably four grand in armor and weapons in my garage that I haven't touched in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd still love to get back into doing medieval combat. That'd be awesome. Uh, but gaming is an easier one because I don't need to be physically conditioned to do it. I can just sit down at the table and keep going again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in all things in life, um, I, I've been on a fitness journey for three years now and uh, getting myself back to healthy and, and getting good again. And through that, I, I used to get really frustrated in the beginning because I, I put on, I bought rollerblades and I would go out and rollerblade. And at first I could make it to the end of the block, which is less than a quarter of a mile. And I would just be gassed out, be, you know, take them off, walk home in my socks, crawl up the stairs, too tired to do anything. 
and I asked a friend of mine who he's he's uh, he was one of my former teachers, Dave Vito. Um, he's also a fantastic musician, Dave Vitaliano. Uh, go ahead, good luck spelling that. Um, mm-hmm. But he's he's a really cool guy, and I I asked him. I was like, dude, you know, I'm having some issues. I'm gassing out. I have to take a break every ten minutes. And he's like, dude, take breaks. Taking a break is valid. Take a break and then get back to it. And uh, I've I've used that as a mantra in so much of my life that it's okay to like step away for a minute if you need mm-hmm. to. It it's gonna be there. Your friends are your friends, and they're gonna be back and and playing at your table. Um, COVID taught us that. You know, my Monster Mondays group. Uh, bless them all for being patient through the pandemic and then they were genuinely excited to come back it was amazing mm-hmm. so uh yeah take a break if you need to take a break it's it's going to be there that it's going to come back and if you decide that you want to get back into gaming it's going to be there you're going to do it and if you decide that you're going to move on to uh harvesting pineapples uh, go ahead whatever whatever it is that floats your goat uh it's going to be there for you when you get back so take as many breaks as you need and I think my fear is the whole taking a break and then not coming back to it. You can have every intention of coming back to it. And then I've had campaigns where there was one that we were, that I was in, it was a 5e campaign. Beginning of the pandemic, we decided to stop meeting in person. There were too many of us to do it online. There were like eight people in this campaign. It was a fucking huge group. Um, and it never picked back up again. It was it just kind of fizzled off. Everyone started to do other things. So we tried to just take a break and it ended up, we never came back to it, which I think happens too. And I think the fear of doing that might keep people from taking that break as well. Yeah. Well, you and Richard both have a lot of experience with longer campaigns, whereas I don't. Everything that I've done mm-hmm. has been based on hearing that experience and that yeah. fear. And so everything I generate now is a shorter arc. You know, it's going to be a couple of months worth of story and then then cut it off naturally before it can get stale. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's another way you can avoid burnout. Yeah, I, I think I think it's important to uh, uh, I think in today's day time with time being so uh, so on de- in demand even in the in COVID right we you know there was a time period where everybody was at home and no one was doing anything and it, like all the time you could just start games all over the place and then nobody finished them because uh, we had a lot of that on the discord of people like trying to start games and it didn't yeah. really. um but i think breaks are important uh i think trying to d- design or or even setting out for longer ca- even if you want to do a longer campaign like even like saying like okay we're going to try and end this story arc or whatever in so many sessions right cuz uh mm-hmm. uh there is a point in which people kind of lose interest even if they're still fully in yeah um and I, i've definitely seen that kind of like happen in um in games where we started out at the beginning of the pandemic on my saturday game where we had like we had like eight people like one of them was game master so we had like seven players mm-hmm. um and it over time there are people that have slowly kind of weaned away and now we're like trying to figure out like we're we're playing tiny dungeons and it's mm. like tra- kind of being kind of hard to get everybody in one spot at one time yeah so but i did get to play uh uh 
Brindlewood Bay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, taking breaks, playing other smaller games. Like Brindlewood Bay is a weird game where you're playing basically Murder, She Wrote is like this kind of comfy mystery game. So I'm playing like a, a a little old lady who solves mystery, mm-hmm. who's a former nurse. that's vaguely based on my grandmother. Uh, you know, like I, I, uh, I, you know, had to like, but it was amazing. It was awesome. We only had a couple players when we played Brentwood Bay. It's kind of powered by the apocalypse esque. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if, if, if a game, you know, a game goes on for a while, it may be good to like even schedule in, uh, yeah. uh, uh, like, Hey, we're going to, in five weeks, we're going to play, uh, uh, power apocalypse world. We're going to do a one shot apocalypse world, or it's yeah. going to be an ongoing, but it's going to be like every five weeks, we're going to play one episode of apocalypse mm-hmm. world or whatever versus retiring the, when you get to the end of your rope or you just, that time is taken up by somebody else. Like to mm-hmm. some, at, at some extent, I'm kind of retired as a photographer, like, I mm-hmm. still love photography. I still have all my equipment. I just moved to a city that I kind of find ugly. So like, <laughs> uh, it's sort of hard to get out and, uh, uh, get motivated to take pictures of buildings. Cause that was my favorite thing was kind of cool, interesting buildings. And uh-huh. Phoenix is kind of an ugly town for that. So like, there's not like the motivation's not there. Plus there's this whole, like, Instagram, like I got a picture, I got a camera in my pocket. Like I still know how to take a picture. Like I still do some of that, but it's not like to the level of I'm dragging out my giant DSLR. It's like, I'm not dragging out my giant trad game anymore. I'm just picking, got my one little one sheet game. Right. Yeah. So I'm not really fully retired, but it's like, feels Mm. like I'm retired comparatively. So. And we do that with our Pathfinder campaign because we've been going for over three years on my Pathfinder first edition campaign. And we will do that where every once in a while just the GM needs a break from GMing or we just need something different, like the flavor of something different for a minute. And so we have uh, one player who will just do a one shot. And it's always kind of like a good way for us to still get together and hang out and play because we like each other a lot. Like we have a lot of fun together, but we just need something a little different. And to that point, um, what about retiring a character? Because that happened in this campaign as well. Uh, one of our players just wanted something different. Um, instead of dropping out of the campaign, she just made a new character. So we wrote her character off and uh, she rolled up a new character. And now we have, she's getting to play in the campaign still and we still keep going with it. So she's not retiring from it she's not leaving it but she's getting this whole new experience because she's getting to play it through this other character now so have you ever done that um do you think that that's a valid way to deal with burnout is just doing something different i think so i i've uh i had even in the we you know we did that uh, eternal lies game over the Mm -hmm. pandemic and uh i had uh and it was uh, i had a cop character i was playing a detective like Mm -hmm. she wasn't doing cop things. She wasn't, she was just being an investigator. Um, but there was a point in which like, besides the fact that I sort of had this, uh, kind of ethical prop ethical dilemma that I had not realized because I am privileged enough to not have to realize that. But also, uh, it was just like, the character had mentally gone to a place that was hard to be in even. Mm -hmm. So like, 
when you're inhabiting characters, if it's hard to be in a character, that can really also be a drain. So I think, you know, realizing that retiring character is a perfectly legitimate uh, thing. Like characters on TV shows get replaced all the time. Like Mm -hmm. it was a thing, you know, it's less of a thing now because of shorter seasons, but like people just get replaced and Mm -hmm. with a different character that kind of fits in the same spot, but maybe a completely different person. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's a, that's a good, I think it's a good way to kind of keep things lively. I don't, mm-hmm. I haven't done it that often. Actually, I did it in my first game, mm-hmm. in my first D and D game. I retired my dwarf and I played a, uh, a rogue instead. Cause I was like, Oh, I know more about this. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to play a rogue. And yeah, I think having different, a different control panel, a different space to mm-hmm. inhabit can refresh things a bit. Yeah, for sure. And if you if you're starting to get to that point where you're burned out, I think that that shows in your character as you're playing too. Because when you're saying that that character kind of gets to a place where it's hard to exist in that character, I mean, you're the one playing that character, so there's a very solid chance that your mental space that you're in is what's reflecting through that character. So yeah. sometimes it's for the best to maybe tuck away that character sheet for a little bit and bring something else out. So Daryl, I know that you were saying you hadn't really been in many long campaigns, but yeah. what are your thoughts on retiring a character versus just leaving Well, the game? I think if your characters are surviving that long, then your GM isn't working hard enough to murder. <laughs> uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and second, I, you know, I, I'm the convention GM. So yeah. Um, shorter arcs and murdering the, the fuck out of people is what I do. <laughs> Uh, I, I love to hear those, those heartwarming stories of characters with really long arcs. I love to hear, uh, in one of your games, you were talking about a character who'd been with them for a while Mm -hmm. in the party and, and you had like an in-game funeral for the character. It's beautiful and wonderful to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not something I've ever had the chance to experience, but I agree with everything y'all are saying that, that if you need to retire a character, if it's time, then switch it up. Or mm-hmm. maybe their crazy yokel half brother, cousin, dad <laughs> comes in for a minute and gives you some comic relief. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, when you, when you think about old television shows and the things they used to do to keep season seven of uh, happy days going, you know, jump that shark, <laughs> go nuts. Yes. Yes. Blaze a glory, try something new and different and weird. And then, you know, if it's time mm-hmm. to, to give it up, then you, you do the cool goodbye episode. But mm-hmm. sometimes that works. Sometimes you revive it and you get the cool spinoffs. So. And that actually brings up another thing that I was thinking is if you decide you as a player decide you are going to retire from gaming. So either for any of the reasons we've listed, whether it's you're just totally burned out you don't want to just retire your character. You just want to be done. You don't have time, whatever. Uh, how would you go out? Would you want to go out in like a blaze of glory? Would you want to just like ghost and stop coming? Or how would you handle that? Because I think, I mean, a blaze of glory would be amazing. I would I would like everything I had ever done to try and keep my character safe would be out the window. I would just be like, yes, let me fight this dragon one-on-one. You know what I mean? Like I would just want to go out with, you know, sword blazing or i guess warhammer blazing because that's what i have for my dwarf so yeah so so in preparation for the last one where we misunderstood this i i watched the movie of dice and men that you recommended yes. and uh-huh. i have to say that i i really loved the solution i don't want to spoil it for anybody that's going to watch that movie because it is please amazing. watch that movie it's so good it's um, called of dice and men i think it's on amazon prime but was, it's i think i found it on youtube it might did know, you it's still up okay there, but yeah it's so it's, good 
it's a good movie and I want to mm-hmm. go out like that. They did. Uh, I want that yeah. blaze of glory. I want something crazy and epic and memorable for my friends to remember me. If, if that's, if that's either me as a character or me as a player bowing out, I want mm-hmm. to make it memorable. I never want to just like pod fade or ghost. Yeah. Uh, I want it to be cool. I want a monument to be erected in my friend's memories. Oh, that's the other one. She kills monsters. Uh, really good play. I saw right after uh-huh. a friend of mine passed away that um, your friends live on forever in your stories. So mm. yeah, I want to be that. I want to be that legendary story that people are telling many, many years from now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got to be big in my, in my book, but yes. you know what? It's, it's your comfort level. If, if you're, just wanting to walk away, then that's valid too. I'm never going to mm-hmm. tell anybody how to play their game. I just, for me personally, mm-hmm. I want fire. I want it all just burning and mm-hmm. something horrible unleashed that players are going <laughs> to have to deal with for a long time to come. As you're like, bye, like you're out. <laughs> and now they have to deal Hello, with this. Cthulhu, like... <laughs> goodbye, y'all. <laughs> yep. Peace bye. among worlds, by the way. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> um... I had a friend in one of my campaigns that... Uh, is very Irish goodbye. You know what I mean? Like she's very much the type that would just fade out and decide not to come anymore. So yeah. that's for for her. That's just who she is as a, a player and as a person. But for me, it would absolutely be Blaze of Glory. Richard, what yeah. were you going to say? Well, I was going to say I've done all these things. I've mm-hmm. done the Blaze of Glory. I've done mm-hmm. the. Sorry, I can't. I'm I'm too busy. I can't come back to this game. Mm-hmm. Like. And they most of the times that was true. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I, I dearly love uh, a lot of games uh, now in the story game is a lot of it is you can't die unless you want to die. Kind yeah. of a lot of these story games. And I really love pulling that card. People mm-hmm. are like, what? Wait, you're, you're going to kill your character. Like, yeah, I'm going to kill my character and I'm going to do it this way. And it's either going to be heart wrenching or it's going to be speed metal in the background, full nitrous pedal of metal, <laughs> like all the way to where the, you know, we're driving the nuke right into the base of the tower. Like mm-hmm. every, you know, I just, I know we just got on a list. Thanks, Tom from the FBI. Sure. Please, please right. uh, like, and subscribe, <laughs> give us a review on iTunes. Uh, but, uh, I uh, I have done all these things with my characters, and it mm-hmm. has been, uh, yes, I you know the going out not necessarily a blaze of glory, but an emotional in, in an emotional method is It'll one be of something my, big, yeah, something something big, something you know, sacrifice, sac- making the ultimate sacrifice, making mm-hmm. people like really remember it has been uh uh. uh hell of a lot of fun hell of a lot of fun oh, yeah. and you know then yeah I make a new character or i we yeah. we've moved on from that game but like yeah. i uh you know when i can hear the speed metal in the back of my mind like mm-hmm. and i'm just like this is what i'm doing and this is what's happening it's just it's mm-hmm. some some of the best gaming of all time oh for sure and if you're like if you're over it and you're over the game you're over your character whatever I think that that shows in how you're playing your character. So it's one of those things where you either die a hero or play long enough to become the villain. Like it's, you're going to end up kind of dragging everything down if not. So why not just ride the nuke all yeehaw motherfucker into whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. I want to revise my answer. I want to be the villain in somebody's game when I leave. Yeah. That's what I want now. 
Well, if you're summoning an old one and then leaving, like, yeah, that makes you the villain in my eyes. That's like, a, <laughs> yes, I'm going to summon this thing and I'm going to peace out and you guys are going to have to deal with it. That's that's cultist goodbye. Yeah, generally, if an old goodbye, <laughs> cultist goodbye. It, generally, <laughs> if the old one shows up, the game is over. Like, there's no mm-hmm. there, you get to be the villain of the game until an old mm-hmm. old ancient god shows up and then. Basically, mm-hmm. the game is over. Like, I don't know how you take your ball and go home. Yeah, like switch over to the end of the World Series. Good right. Game series. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, that's all I have for that. I I feel like we made some good points on why someone might retire and how to do it if you did. Uh, I I personally I'm in Richard's camp where it's. So much of my life now that I don't know what I would do if I hung up the dice bag and left role playing because it's so much of my time and my energy and just kind of who I am at this point is gaming. So um, I don't foresee that there may come a day when I need to and I will absolutely go out in a blaze of glory in some way. Um, But until that day, today is not that day. And until that day, I'm going to keep playing. So do you guys have any other thoughts while we wrap up? Today is a good day to throw dice. Yes, it is. <laughs> no way. All right. Uh, we screwed that up. Anyway. We we may need to make that a t-shirt, even if it's yes. the wrong saying. <laughs> but you know, we'll 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 t- I'll I'll see if I can uh what Photoshop has for me for those fonts. Anyways, um yes. but yeah, I I I think uh if you need to bow out, like bow out. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're always gonna be here for you. Like Please, mm-hmm. you know, please uh, never think that door is closed if you have to mm-hmm. go that way. Please uh, come back. Even if you felt like that door was closed and somehow you're hearing my voice, you're still listening to us. Because mm-hmm. uh, I would like to have as many people, as long as they're not chuds, yes. come on board. Like There's a qualifier in that. <laughs> there, yeah. And, uh, you know, reform chuds, are, it's possible. There are people that have mm-hmm. come back, uh, you know, yeah. uh, changed their minds on some things. So I, yep. uh, and a re- the redemption arc is also a valid way of going out. So like, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. you know, for any villain, you can always have the redemption arc. So, yes. uh, retire if you need to take a break, if you need to, but you can always come back. Yes. yes. Uh, my, my only, my last thought, if you plan on retiring, let me mm-hmm. know. I'll buy your books. <laughs> yeah don't let bookman's or ebay uh the the siren call of those things yeah. uh yeah uh the the books are important give them to someone that will love them get a good home for them so awesome okay well uh richard do you want to talk about the reviews a little bit yes uh i i looked at the reviews we haven't had a review since march or so on itunes so hey yeah. if if you uh if you or sitting there listening and thought that was a fantastic conversation. Give us an iTunes review or review on some other service and just tell us about it. Cause we'll read them. Like, even if you think that was a shitty uh, conversation, go review it somewhere and tell us. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's very important to, to put your opinion about the show out there so that other people can find it because without people, Without the patrons, we would be des- we would be uh, on a on a, a windless sea, uh, adrift, without their love. But 
without reviews to to as our our north star for other people to find us uh, this tortured analogy brought to you by patreon <laughs> uh uh please 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 and let us know if you review us on like uh any podcatcher or whatever and let us yeah, know like podbean has reviews and podbean has reviews uh po- uh podcast addict has reviews uh uh there's I th- i'm sure that all the other services do let us know what you think some way even if it's privately say hey i don't know about this show anymore you know reach out we got a new email because the old email's connected to brendan so mm-hmm. the new email is fullmetalrpgbiz at gmail.com so if you want to reach out to us privately go ahead and, and check uh type in fullmetalrpgbiz b-i-z at gmail.com and uh send us a note you know good bad or indifferent like you know let us know you're out there because uh, as much as we like this back of the back of the game store conversation, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we do enjoy a little feedback on that. Even if I'm too it, chipper for you, let us know for sure. And then and then we, will, then we will put up the middle fingers <laughs> and say peace among worlds to you bitches. So... Mm. Uh, but yes, we do want to know what you think of the show. Um, we're we're here to listen to feedback, and we will take it into consideration, regardless of what it is. Yes, so, awesome. All right, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I hope to see you in two weeks when we do this again. Until then, uh, have fun playing games. Rah. <laughs> <laughs>